What's up, motherfuckers? This is episode 55 of the Illogical Sense podcast. Number 55 on them. Yeah, number 55 is your boy, Mr. Busby. And out in L.A. is my boy, Mr. J.C. Nuts. What's cracking, everybody? J.C. No Hunnids, a.k.a. Fuzzy Slippers, a.k.a. Slurricane Cold today. I'm feeling good after having a a hectic and irritating-ass weekend, man. Oh, shit. It's like you really needed that. Ugh. Yeah, um, it ain't. No, I'm, I'm not gonna say it was anything major. It's just irritating as hell, man. Just they don't warn you about this shit in the adulting handbook. You know, mm. you you, you want to be grown as a teenager, but they just don't warn you about the shit that comes with it. You call it responsibilities and, and bills, nigga. Yeah, and it was like just when I thought I was done with the responsibilities for the weekend, weekend was like, hold up, nigga, where you going? We got overtime, and uh, told, that's pretty much what I was going. Sit down and told you sit down and be humble, huh? Yeah, phone call after phone call trying to just get stuff situated, but it is what it is and had some plans for today, but they didn't pan out. Uh, mm. But shout out to Uncle Forty Water because uh, I downed about a fifth of Slurricane and I felt a whole lot better, man. You feel like, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> of that hurricane. Sip that motherfucking That's hurricane. <laughs> That's Slurricane cold over there. Ooh, better watch out for the air voice. <laughs> How was your but, weekend? Um, my weekend was decent. I pretty much went out. Well, I worked for the most part, made that moolah. Ugh. And then mm-hmm. and then pretty much watched the fight. We're going to get into that. Watched the fight on my work computer yeah. and my cell phone. We're going to talk about that yeah. in a bit. And I went out, had fun, had some drinks. Hell went, yeah. Hell yeah. And then that was about it. I was, it was pretty chill. Like, I've been chilling a lot. For the most part. Well, something really funny happened when I was at the bar the other night. I was at the bar, and I was dancing with some chicks. And I guess I go to this particular bar, like, all the damn time because the music's cracking. I can't admit. The music's cracking, and it's just a good... It's just fun. You know that I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But go ahead. Yeah, they haven't cut the check yet. But um, (laughs) the bar is pretty dope. (laughs) The bar is dope. And... All of a sudden, I remember the DJ sat up, looked at me and was like going like, because he recognized me because I always go to the same spot and I always chill there because, you know, it's just hella dope. And I was dancing right. with some white chicks or whatever. I, I I didn't go to the sunken place. Even when I was Thankfully. dancing with them, I did not go <laughs> to the sunken place. I fought that shit. But then when I was dancing with them, the DJ was all going like, oh, shit, we got a regular in the house. <laughs> Because <laughs> he recognizes me And at that point I, I embraced it I was like hey fuck it But in the back of my mind I was like yeah you gotta chill nigga You gotta <laughs> You gotta stay your black ass at home During the weekends man I know this is fun But you gotta stay your black ass at home for the weekends There's a yeah. mini at the house You need to chill Oh yeah I'm not right. sipping on Hennessy I was I was drinking I'm like while he's Slurricane JC I am no, Slurricane Cole Get it right Slurricane Cole I was, what did you call me, Water Aaron? Water Aaron. <laughs> well, now I'm Canada Dry. I'm Canada Dry Aaron now, so. Ooh. 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 But, you know, while we're six, all. Six, 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 six. Six, 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 six. Get to that motherfucker later. Not that. <laughs> not that. Not Aubrey. But even though we were over here in this blistering heat out here in the Bay Area and out in Southern California. Fucking Texas is just getting bombarded with rain from Hurricane Steve Harvey. Yeah, <laughs> Hurricane Man. Steve Harvey. I don't know why Steve Harvey came out. Oh, well, because shit. I mean that. Well, you probably saw the jokes on Twitter. Just no, like I, I just literally said it. Oh, it was like well, they actually, they actually, they they took his face and they put it on the water uh, to do a Hurricane <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> 
<laughs> so all you saw, all you saw was uh, the eyeballs and this black ass mustache in the middle of the water. Oh shit! <laughs> Normally I wouldn't laugh at situations like this, but this is one thing I just commend our people, black and brown and everything in between. Mm-hmm. We will take a situation that will kill us, and we will find ways. To be entertained and entertain. Exactly. I have seen so many videos of black folks being black folks. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, you want to shake your head. But on the other hand, it's like, what you want them to do? They out there struggling. Like, and I've they seen, can still find I've a way to seen, smile. Yeah. It's hella funny. There's like there was one little um, still like a screenshot I saw of a news reporter, and then you just see a dude just chilling on his little rafter with a umbrella, and he's just sipping on something like fuck it. And there was another one. Might as well. Another one I see all these white folks on their little skis and shit like that, (laughs) little jet skiing down the damn street. (laughs) Oh shit, man. It's not just black people. It's white. It's just Texans, man. They just took a bad situation and just made the best out of it. Yeah. It's like it's like the worst storm to ever hit Texas in Texas history. So all all our Texas listeners and friends and maybe some family out there, you know, prayers are with you. We Hope pray for cool. y'all. Definitely stay safe. Get to shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Carl Thomas was actually out there. I don't know if you saw it, but um, really? Puffy put it up on his yeah. Puffy put it up on his Instagram. And at first, I was like, oh wow, That's like like wow, Carl Thomas is actually out there. And then when I started thinking about it, I was like. Ain't that a bitch? Puffy just probably put him on there so we wouldn't have to put him on the Rick Ross single. That nigga's out in Vegas partying his life off and Carl Thomas is out there in Texas trying to help people. No, no, he's not trying to help people. He's out there floating. He was saving his dogs and they were out. He was on a life raft floating on the water. This was not a a search and rescue situation. The man is a resident of Houston and he was trying to get out. Whoa. And all Puffy did was go to Instagram. And while he's it's in not Vegas, funny, but it's funny, man. That is fucked up. Like uh, while he's in <laughs> Vegas, partying his life away. Like, come on, nigga. Almost everyone, the mama was in Vegas. Before we get into that shit, fucking out in Berkeley, we had they an tried I, it. They they had an I wish you would protest. Them they white tried na- it. them little white Nazis niggas. They try to come out there. They try to fuck us up, boy. It didn't happen. <laughs> I it, saw an ass whooping take place, and all I could do was be like, eh. As bad as it sounds, because, you know, I'm, I'm a peaceful person at heart, but if you were coming out to spew hate, you're going to get stalked the fuck back. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Especially Berkeley, in the Bay Berkeley area. of all places. Berkeley of all places. Like, come on, man. Let, you got to use your mind. If you, I'm, like, I'm not siding with them. Based on how the country runs, technically they do have the freedom to say whatever the hell they want, even if it's disgusting, lewd, and downright hateful. But at the same time, be knowledgeable about where you plan on doing stuff. Because mm-hmm. Berkeley wasn't the place to go do it. Oh, and no, they it sadly weren't. found out that it wasn't anything close to Charlottesville. I mean, yeah, this is the fucking Bay Area, bro. Don't bring that shit out here. Like when the KKK tried to do that little riot out there in L.A. And they tried to do that little fucking shit out here in San Jose. They all got yeah. fucked up. Because at the end of the yeah. day, we outnumber y'all. Yeah. I mean, shit. Anyway. Fuck right nationalists, fuck Jed York, and fuck that whole ass nigga in office. Damn. I don't know why I put Jed York in there, but just, you know. Damn. Damn. Yeah, but a lot of shit did go down this weekend. It's like the biggest fight in the universe. The biggest, the biggest most event. hyped fight 
boxing match in history happened, and it was Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Colin McGregor. Yeah. I, man, I, I, I got to give props to Colin McGregor because he finessed the whole system. For what? Why give him props for what? He got his ass Making money. Give him props for what? I know. No, no, no. He finessed his way to that fucking fight and got money out of that shit. <laughs> like, he made, like, what, 20 Man. million? Well, 20, 30 20 million? million? 20 million. How, how much did he make? I know he made, he made like, double-digit millions while Mayweather made triple digits. Like, I'm about to figure this out. How much they all, I'm just saying, they all made fucking money off this shit. Why that pay-per-view was $99. I know damn well... I did not order that ninety. I did not order that shit for ninety nine dollars. I went in the comfort of my own. Well, I was working. <laughs> I watched it on the work computer. I watched it on my phone. Shit, you would you could have went on your IG IG feed, your IG story feed, and somebody was feeding it from their TV. That's all you mean. That's all you really needed to see. That is precisely what I did. Mm-hmm. I uh, was going to watch it on the computer until I realized, hey, I forgot Xbox One has the Twitter app. Let me go on Twitter. To my pleasant surprise, they actually had a section for Periscope. Um, so I just scrolled down and I went on Old Boy's Periscope. And the first person I went, it was actually cool because it was full screen, everything. And then for some reason, he had the shit shut down. And it was right before the fight. Um, it was the copyright so like, people that probably got him. Probably. And you know, it, actually, you're right because... I still had the the other stream on my computer just as a backup. Mm. And so when it went down for TV, I was like, oh, okay, let me just get a few rounds of this while I search on here. After the first round, the one on the computer went out. Um, but shouts out to the family that was on Periscope, the one I saw, because uh, they were rooting for McGregor. And I was <laughs> laughing the whole time. <laughs> that fight was, was boring. As, the fight was boring as hell. I mean, so, okay, so let me, here's my analysis of the fight itself. Um, like I've been saying I just, since... They're going. Like I've been saying since uh, they even had the idea to bring this up, nobody cares about this in the sense of the actual fight. Because you're looking at Mayweather, who was 49-0, going against a dude who was never boxed before. So from that standpoint, I was like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And then lead, the week leading up to it, I was like, do I really even want to watch this? And then all the week leading up to it, it was just 90% McGregor fans just... Running off at the mouth, talking about as if Mayweather wasn't going to do nothing. So I was like, you know what? Let me put on for the culture. Let me not pay this 99 and just go find a quick stream and let's see what everybody's talking about. And they got excited for the first three or four rounds, but it's basically the same formula in every Mayweather fight. He lets you outswing him for the first three or four rounds. He goes into battle with you for the next two, and after that, he figures you out. He figure he adapts. He figures you out, and he just takes points. That's all he does. That's that's all he does. And literally, the arguments went from the last two weeks being McGregor's gonna whoop his ass, Mayweather's too old, he don't know what he's talking about, and not even an hour later it was well. Let's see a real man get in the octagon. How about that? Well, you gotta give it to McGregor because at least he lasted ten rounds, and I was like. You know this shit was actually pretty close to scripted, right? Like the whole shit was scripted. I was just when the fight when the bell rang, I was like, this is really fucking happening right now. Like this is really happening. Mayweather really took this fight. And just oh, to you get left your ass wins. off at the you, you left your ass off at the tweet I sent you. Oh yeah, the Huey Freeman. We could all be yeah. reading a book right now. Pretty yeah. much. 
But we everyone watched that shit. You know how much these fucking celebrities and music artists pay for a ticket? I looked at they showed their tickets. They're all you know they're all flexing. They pay ten grand for that shit. Ten grand. Yeah. yeah. Like are you f- what? I think like you. You could have gave to the people in Houston. You paid ten grand. Enzo Amari was out there. WWE wrestler mm-hmm. Enzo Amari. He was out there. I'm like, who the fuck flex that? Your w- your paycheck don't pay for that. Two tickets. That's t- <laughs> two tickets for twenty grand. Like, really? Are you fucking that ain't serious? Your contract, Enzo. You feel me? That's rent money. Um, yeah, my. Uh... <laughs> So the funny thing about the another funny thing about the fight, obviously, is social media. Mm-hmm. And again, those first four rounds, it was hilarious. Mm. McGregor supporters all about. I told you this is it. He's coming for him. And then literally the moment it shifted was when Floyd literally hit the snot out of his nose. And at that point, it was over. Well, you had to at least give him credit mm, for lasting that long. And I was like, nah, man. Nah, no. I ain't the only only credit I'm getting is him finessing the system to get what he wanted because he ain't getting paid shit in UFC. So that's why he did what he had to do. And then how you know they were in it together was at the press conference, the last press conference after the fight. They all put their hands together and put their hands yeah. in the air. Oh, like, they knew what they was doing. Yeah, they was they business to, partners in this the whole time. Yeah, they went to the club and partied it up after. Like, come on, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Skip Bayless was obviously on his bullshit on Twitter and then on Undisputed this morning. Shannon actually came out. I was I was laughing my ass off. Shannon came out in a in a ro- orange robe with eighty four on the back and boxing gloves, just a ton. Oh, skip. Sh- oh shit! You know he I was talking was his shit. Oh, he was talking yeah. all the rest of the weekend. That was hilarious. Uh, I mean, to me, like I said, to me, it was funny. I mean, they made you know shout out to Floyd. He's fifty and oh, I guess, but. I guess. I don't know. It's just funny to me because because I'm I'm not really a fan of him like that. It's like whatever. And I mean it's cool. It's cool that he's fifty and oh, it's cool that he beat the shit out of him. But Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is known to be a woman beater and Colin McGregor is a fucking racist. He says racist shit. And they all got paid millions. And meanwhile, Kaepernick still can't get a fucking job. Yeah. You know, it's funny you actually say that, too, because, I mean, on social media, if you look at all my comments, Mm -hmm. it seems like I'm the biggest Floyd Mayweather stan. And it's like, I could give a damn about him, but it's like, if you're going to build up the opponent that way, you deserve to be laughed at. I'm going to to take that role, and I'm going to take it very well. So that's exactly what I did all night. I mean, at the end of the day, are you not entertained? If we were all entertained that day, everybody's entertained. And they all got paid. Funniest meme of the night, though, was somebody got a picture of Ray Lewis on the phone. Uh-huh. And um, he captioned it, don't worry, Kamish, I'm just here to make sure these niggas stand for the anthem. <laughs> 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 or the one with Mayweather with that smile on his face and the caption said, with that $300 million check yep. deposits. Yep. I'm like, shit. That face is exactly how I felt streaming that family's uh, periscope as they were rooting for... McGregor, and then that was my face after the sixth round. Yeah, I, I kept. I was going back and forth with the fight. I kept like again. I was working, so I was like, kind of. I was watching. I'm like, this fight's fucking boring. I was like, man, I know what this is going. Mayweather winning this, and then I kept going back, and I literally go. I literally go back in my phone, and I'm looking at it, and it's right when Mayweather. It's like white when Mayweather won, won, and they called it, and it was a TKO, and I was like, well, there we go. Now yeah. it's over. Let the means become. Let the means begin. Definitely. You know, but. I guess shout out to McGregor and shout out to fucking Mayweather. I guess he's fifty, you know, and I guess he's retired. I mean, fifty is a good number to retire on. 
I mean, in a way, it's it's a little cheap. It's a cheating ass way to get to that fifty, but whatever. I, mean, hence, I, 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 I understand people. I understand people feel some type of way about it. I I wouldn't necessarily count it either. But I mean, it is what. It hey, is. If, that, I mean, if that's the case, he's he's fifty one to know because he beat the big show at WrestleMania. There you go. And fifty two if you if you count the females. Oh. Or fifty three or fifty four because there was four of them. So I guess 50, he's fifty five to know. <laughs> Same amount of episodes we got on the Illogical Sense podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Cheap plug, but a lot of other sh- <laughs> a lot of other shit was going on this week. Well, this was, weekend. You know, looking back on it, it was actually a pretty eventful weekend. Yeah, for TV yeah. and entertainment, hell yeah, yeah. it was. Because you know, a Saturday night was Mayweather McGregor, and then mm-hmm. last night, Sunday was uh, the BMAs, the MTV Video Music Awards, and I hella forgot that shit was on sun- that Sunday. So yeah, me too. Yeah, I was caught up with I was caught up with homework. And yeah, then I, yeah, yeah. I was going through Twitter and I was like, oh, shit, that's night. Well, I guess I should watch it. Yeah, they announced that Kendrick was going to open the show like last minute. So I was like, oh, all right, whatever. So and I saw Kendrick showed up. I just the VMAs just looks all just weird now, man. Is it we're getting old or they're just weird? It's they're both. weird. Yeah. You know, just it, you remember growing up and older, our elders were always saying, you know, music is just a young man's game. Yeah. I finally reached that point, and we'll get into this later. Um, when I was taking my walk yesterday, listening to Lil Uzi's album, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm an old young nigga, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an old young nigga. Like this, I'm. It's just, it's not my game anymore. Yeah, like, it, it's just, it's, they're not speaking to me. And I'm actually, I've reached the point where I'm cool with it. You know, yeah. I, I have, I have my uh, my artists that I listen to, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm content. I don't care. Yeah, same here. But the VMAs were cool. Kendrick, op- Katy Perry hosted it. Uh, Kendrick opened the show with D- or the little melody of DNA and Humble, and it was really so, yeah. So funny thing for the listeners, um, of course, Busby says he was at work. Um, I was at home watching, and for all those who saw it, the transition for the second half of DNA. Of course, there's a man comes out and he's literally on fire, <laughs> and I was so taken back by it. I actually had to text Busby right there in the spot, and I was like. There's a nigga on fire on stage, and I don't think he fully understood what I was saying. And he goes, you sure that's just not Kendrick ripping it up again? And I was like, nah, you're not understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> like, there is a ninja, there's a nigga on fire. And so then he comes back again, and he goes, yeah, like, okay, I get it. Like, there's fire all over. Like, you know, so what songs did he do? At that point, I got pissed off. I was like, nigga, there's a ninja <laughs> nigga walking on stage on fire. And then I guess he snapped me last night. I didn't see it till a couple hours ago where it was his reaction to it. I died laughing because he's watching it. He just goes, what the fuck is this? Holy shit. What the hell is that? It was so random. So fucking random. Like, what the fuck? You can't just standing there rapping to him like he's battle rapping him. And this nigga's just trolling around with his sword. But really, he's like, nigga, I'm on fire. Nigga. Like, legit on fire. He was a walking fire flame. Yeah, it's like, I, I, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> and then, like, the flames, the wall flames behind him. It was visually, it was pretty dope. Visually, it was it was intense. It was cool. So, you know, he, he did DNA and then obviously followed up with, a, with Humble. Humble. And um, he, he left the big winner. He got six of them bitches. Got, he was nominated for eight, left for six. six. That's a 75% mark where we come from. And yeah, that's, so he that's got, house. he, he he won video of the year. He won best direction, best visual effects, pretty much all the artsy stuff for music videos and best director. Right. He was director, yeah. him and Dave Myers. What was also cool when he won video of the year, he brought, when he was winning his awards, he brought up, what is it? Day free, right? 
Day Free, who's a close friend and his uh, A&R. Close friend and his A&R and um, co-director, little homie. And he brought up Dave Myers, who directed yeah. the video. And Dave Myers is such a legendary director. If all my 90s babies, they know about Dave Myers when they saw him oh, yeah. making the video and how he directed, like, Missy Elliott's videos, Britney Spears' videos. He directed Busta Rhymes. He, he looks like a nerd, but he gets it. When it comes oh, to music he's, videos, he's vision. He is visional. Very a visual director. Oh, uh, wait. When, when Dave Myers on the... If you, Miles. Dave Myers, if you see the name... At the cookout, you mm-hmm. don't ask who that is. You get him a plate right away. Yeah, Missy Elliott probably gives him a whole stack because she directed all of Missy's videos. And he's probably yeah. expensive because he hasn't really done music videos in a minute. But when he did Kendrick shit, as soon as I saw his name, when I saw Humble and the first thing that popped up was this Humble directed by Lil Homies and Dave Myers. I was like, oh, OK. And then when mm-hmm. I saw how visual it was, I'm like, he gets it. He absolutely gets it. Oh, yeah. So it was pretty dope when he brought him up on stage with him and he let him talk and get his credit because... Definitely. A lot of... Yeah, go on. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot of these music video people... Like, not music video, but the artists, when they win VMAs, they never... They kind of shout out the director. Some of them even forget to shout out the director. But the directors aren't there. They don't... Directors aren't there. If they are there, they're probably just sitting in the crowd. They don't go up there with them. But Kendrick brought brought him up there and, you know, he let him talk. Even when he won video of the year, he let him talk. Yes. So that was that was pretty dope. Major props, and then of course um, the artist of uh, the year, Ed Sheeran. He um, he won artist. Yeah, he, he won uh, artist. Of the year, it was yeah. it was interesting at first because they put him up right after Kendrick performed, and it was like you're really gonna do him like that? Like, mm. come on, man, what what you doing? And mm-hmm. then it went from feeling sorry for him to on paper and at first glance it looked weird because. Um, he obviously started performing, uh, was it, um, In Love With The Shape Of You? And then all of a sudden, little Uzi Vert comes mm-hmm. out. And you're like, wait, what? And then they went into uh, EXO Tour Life. And again, on paper, it shouldn't work. But that performance was, that duet actually was pretty clean how they pulled that off. Like, it, it was <laughs> pretty smooth. You know what another dope performance was? Was um, when 30 Seconds to Mars with Jared Leto was up there. They yeah. did this. You saw Travis Scott was Travis up there. Travis Scott popped up, yep. And it was like, and I, how they used the body heat to fucking perform and shit. Right. That shit was visually, that, that should have been their video. That yeah, shit I, was dope. Easily. I'm, I'm not even surprised uh, Travis was a part of that. Travis always kind of pushes... The limits. The, the limits on yeah. what he does. Yeah. Um, and that, and that might have been the performance of the night had it not been for uh, for one of our favorites, um, Logic. Oh, and yeah. Logic had a really emotional shit. I saw that this morning and nearly kind of broke down in tears. That was really that was really dope. He brought the... Yeah. Yeah. Brought the cancer... Not the cancer survivors. The suicide... It, suicide. It, what was, what was the, the track called? It's the suicide hotline the, number. Well, I mean, it's suicide hotline. Um, yeah. Which is um, the 1-800 number. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came out and performed it. And then the camera started panning around all throughout the building. And you see all these people um, in these... Um, with these... Uh, T-shirts. Suicide, suicide survivors or something like that. No, it, 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 had, it said everybody... It said, they sure said everybody, but it had their... Um, it had the number on there. And pretty much... Right, but yeah. on, on the back on the back, it also read um, suicide survivor or depression survivor. One of the two. Something like that. Um, and so then you realize, oh, wow, this is actually pretty intense. And then mm-hmm. um, everybody universally... 
there was, I, I don't know if you saw it, but there was mm. one of the survivors when she broke down crying. Yeah. Everybody on social media lost it at that point. Yeah, exactly. That was real. That was fucking um, real. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, look, man, I, Busby and I have been, we may have gave a mediocre and, you know, just lightweight response for everybody this year. But one thing we've always stood firm with is logic. He's 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 for the people, mm-hmm. and he's gonna ride for for the people, and um, to to use that platform in, in that way, um, and he did it so effortlessly. I mean, especially with the when when the song ended and he went into preacher mode. Yeah, the words the words just flowed off his tongue like he knew like what he nothing. wanted to say. Yeah, he exactly. Knew exactly like what he had been, wanted to say. Yeah, like he had been sitting on that for a long time, and then. Um, and then when you add uh, Alessia Cara and uh, Khalid, they mm-hmm. held their own tremendously. It was it was a beautiful performance. It it, it hands down it shut. The, the the night was about obviously Kendrick won the awards and we'll dive into Pink in a little while mm-hmm. um, for for her honorary award. But that performance alone that was the highlight of the night. Like oh, yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get props to Logic. Yeah, man. Logic. Yeah, Logic did his thing. And he, and it was of- so powerful that Lil B had to go on Twitter. The bass guy himself. <laughs> Uh-oh. And and was like, everybody, I, I love Logic. And they actually met up af- after the VMAs, and they took pictures. So he, mm-hmm. he, he, there's, there's some people who who are down with that little B movement who who don't necessarily like Logic, and all of a sudden now, you know, they, they you know on the Logic, Logic hop train. Yeah, you, you know how it goes. No, nah, it does, man. But, um, yeah, VMAs was cool. Pink got the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, and she put on a pretty dope performance. Major and props to her. Well Major deserved. props. Yeah, that, that, when, when they got announced that she was going to win that award, a lot of black folks were all going like, uh, she shouldn't win that award. I, who gives a fuck about Pink? I'm like, nah, you little fucking little ass niggas. I know, just because y'all don't listen to Pink like that, don't ever discredit what she's done. Respect, respect yeah. the art and respect the art form, respect the artist. If you know anything about Pink, you know... Honestly, I in in some aspects, performance wise, is it was like the you could say she was like a trendsetter that even somebody like Travis Scott would have looked at to do his performances because mm-hmm. she was swinging out from the rafters. Yeah, she um, was doing yeah. circus Olay and stuff yeah, like that. She was doing yeah. I got I got, got a board when she kept doing that shit, but you know it was cool. It was cool, but she right. she actually stayed on the ground this time for for her performance. Yeah. And you know what was dope? I was kind of surprised she didn't do the she didn't put in the old pink, if you know what I'm talking about. Right. You, but it just comes with age. But no, she didn't like she didn't like she didn't like that version. That's what that's the pink that LA Reed made her be. So right. you know, she had to be who she truly was, and that's how she sold all them damn records. So definitely is. Yeah, shout out to Pink for winning that award. Most Ka- definitely. Katy Perry won Katy Perry presented well, well, she's she the hosted. host. She yeah. was the host. And it was kinda it was kinda interesting that she's hosting because her enemy her, you know, her, her Regina George fucking premiered her, were premiered her new video for her new single, which we might as well just dive into right now, yeah. called Look What You've Done. And it's off her forthcoming album called yeah. Shit. Ex- Fuck, I really forgot. What's it called? Fuck. Reputation. Reputation. There you go. It's called Reputation. And it's her return ever since, ever since she disappeared after Kim K exposed her ass. The video, visually directed by J- Joseph Kahn, because Joseph Kahn's a really dope director, too. It's all right. Like, you had Katie... Not Katie Perry. Taylor, um, what's her name? Taylor Swift coming Taylor up Swift. as a fucking zombie and then doing little... F- yeah, that's it. Yeah. Doing the whole zombie shit. Uh, it, uh, and, 
it, it looked it looked a tad bit too close to formation. We'll just leave it at that. Well, some of it was we'll, not the we'll whole just, video. We'll just leave we'll just leave it at that. The, the did you did you see did you watch out. the video or nah? Oh, just yes, saw the screenshot. I yeah, okay. I saw I saw enough of it. And I was like, nah. No, I saw one that said, <laughs> with a caption, it was hella funny. It said, my daddy from South Dakota, mm-hmm. my mama from Minnesota. You mix that Starbucks with the, you mix that Starbucks with that mayonnaise, you get a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love the internet, man. Oh, damn. But, you know, the songs. You know, on a quick sidetrack, mm-hmm. I've been saying this for months now. We have to see... The internet go up against Father Time. Because they both undefeated. Somebody mm. got to lose that match. Mm. Like somebody needs to, You really want to see a pay-per-view? I will pay for that pay-per-view. Father, Father Time. Time versus the internet. No, that's going to that's gonna be a battle that's going to go on forever, bro. I will sit here until Never Never Land. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the video was whatever. And, I mean... I'm still pushing for Cardi B to get that number one record on Billboard, but since you know T- Taylor's back, it's like yeah, whatever. But she, uh, she, man, she. You talk about the summer is hers. Oh yeah, the summertime oh. is hers. She easily she, to me. She was a week removed from SummerSlam. She was pretty much the New Day Usos match as far as the VMAs <laughs> went. Like, why the hell is she on the pre-show? Get her on the main show. She's got the hottest song, probably of the arguably of the summer. Get her on the main show. She's but playing? she was on the pre-show. I, mm-hmm. You know, I I digress. She mm-hmm. held her own, mm-hmm. and then they gave her the microphone. And lo and behold, Cardi B really for the culture because she held down Colin Kaepernick oh, yeah, right she on live. Shouted television. him out saying, "You will kneel for you, and we you, you keep kneeling for them, and we'll stand for you." <laughs> mom, Easy. Mom. Oh, that was funny. She held her. She said that. Man. She said that, and it touched my soul to the point I stood up and applauded. Yeah, I, love I mean, Cardi. I just—I mean, what, what more do you want, man? Yeah, I love she, Cardi, she's, man. She's entertaining, and she's actually got some talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm. uh, we, I'm not going to go off on a bat and say, you know, she's a fun, just an out-of-this-world lyricist, but sometimes it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And she definitely knows how to play that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, shout-out to—I mean, shout-out to Cardi B— Taylor Swift, whatever you're gonna sell, probably a billion streams and shit. Oh yeah, and yeah, I guess whatever. on that song, on that song, look what you've done. I guess this is one big ass subliminal to Kanye and Kim or whatever. Like, yeah. let, let me let me let me tell you something right now, Busby. Mm. She had eight years. It's been eight years since that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Eight years, and this is when you decide to say something about Kanye. I think it's no. She did say something about Kanye even after that when she came yeah, out. She look, did she, do it. I'm talking about this is this is about when Kim K exposed her ass. No, I know this is about what it is, but you could tell she's giving full energy to this now, and it's mm-hmm. like really, it's been eight years. Like you tried to do it with SNL, and we chuckled at it, but it wasn't anything serious. But you really going to wait this long until you actually get exposed and you got to retreat to now where you feel like your back's against the wall? Fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, she, she has to act like the victim. That's what happens. She act like the, She's acting like the victim and shit like that. That's what, that's what people that do when they do fucked up shit. They try acting like the victim and shit. Fuck out of here. Bitches, I, man. I, I'm not going to ride for I'm not going to ride for that, man. Just mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever. But what else happened? Oh, yeah. The second half of Jay-Z's interview came out. No, before that, we still got some more. Well, what else um, happened? Amber Rose came out with a wig. Oh, whatever. Fuck her. Did you see that? Mm. I saw pictures. <laughs> I didn't really care. 
Yeah, yeah. Just she came out with a wig, and I, it was it caught me off guard literally because I was like, "Wait, Twenty One Savage dumped Amber Rose," and I looked and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, that's that is Amber, Amber Rose. Rose." Oh, take the wig off. <laughs> yeah, she didn't, you, she you don't need look, that. And yeah, then she didn't um, look that good with it. Nah, and then they were highlighting uh, some very conservatives went on social media and were saying they're playing some song that's saying fuck Donald Trump in here. I don't know how I feel. And of course, black and brown people retweeted it and put them in their place. And I clicked on the video and pretty much the whole building was in unison during the hook, which made me shed a tear, man. I felt good seeing that. Exactly. And then um, we got to give a major shout out to Bay Area and LA, oh, California yes. as a whole. Uh, San Jose's very own. Byproduct, um, yes. Snow byproduct. Um, she won an award uh, for the category Best Fight Against the System um, for her participation in the track uh, Immigrants, We Get the Job Done off of the Hamilton mixtape. Um, yep, and it was the major, video. He did a video for it. Yeah, major, major props major to her. Props are, man, like, that's a hand clap where prop like, oh man, like this. Oh, yeah. Big up to her, man. Big up Abs um, and Snow the product. She was actually at the event too. Because I was wondering, yeah. why is she there? And then you tell me she won the award. I was like, oh, she won it, but they didn't televise it, of course. But right, of course, you know. But you shout know out to goes. shout out to Snow the product, though. We we recognize you, Snow, and we appreciate it, yeah. and we congratulate you, and keep pushing, man. Very she, underrated, she, man. She don't get the props she deserves. And oh, she knows that, man. If you listen to her rap, she sounds very, very frustrated about that oh yeah well yeah but you know it is what it is it is what it is but like i was saying earlier this elliot wilson and them dropped the what well, i was entitled dropped the second half of the their jay-z interview with rap Radar. Part two. and you didn't listen to it i listened to it and it was pretty it was I informative it wasn't it wasn't as informative as the it was informative but like like part one because they covered so much in the first one but in the right. second half of it you know jay-z gets it goes into detail about blue ivy's verse the verse of the year you According know a verse of the year on um her freestyle from um first family of and um was it first family what's it called we family there you go there you go and, you know, he talks about that and he's talking about mental health. He talked about his last time he saw Amy Winehouse, which was pretty interesting because he said it was the first and last time he saw her. And he saw he said he saw her performing and she was normal. She was talking, all this other stuff. And then as soon as she was done performing, she was shaking and stuttering. And he was just like, yo, what's up with you? And oh, he's, wow. like, and he's like, oh, no, no, nothing, nothing. And then he kind of grabs her, excuse me, grabs her by the shoulders, looks at her and says, stay with us. That was the first and only time he's only wow. seen her. Yeah. And then, you know, years later she dies. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And he talked about Chester Bennington's death due from Lincoln Park. And, you know, he talked about mental health. It was right. pretty, That one was pretty interesting. But the, And then he was also talking about he kept stressing over and over again. I am not telling y'all to – I'm not making fun of you guys for the whole money phone shit. Like, I'm just saying y'all <laughs> should just do better. He kept stressing Can't that. Can I say it again? He kept stressing that to, like Jeez, on the last man. few minutes. He kept stressing it because it was like they were there for like two hours. So he kept stressing it and stressing it. Like, dude, I'm not making y'all mad about this. I'm not telling y'all to stop doing it. I'm just telling y'all y'all look stupid, which is kind of funny. And then, um, and then the best part of it of the interview was him, well, Elliot Wilson, B. Dot, and Hove. They got into a really in depth debate 
about his best albums wow. and how they rank it. And pretty much B Dot, he says that Volume Two is one of is pretty much up there. It's like his top three. You know, he and he was and he said that it's to him is Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, and Volume Two. Okay. You know, and Jay Z, he his argument is well, he's like well. Um, volume two to volume two to what reasonable doubt is to off the wall is what volume two is to thriller because volume two was his biggest was his biggest record that's the one that put him on and shit like that six singles classic records but personally for me i'm not really a big fan of volume two i mean i understand like he has classic records on that maybe when i work out later on today i'll listen to volume two and maybe it'll change one with a big ass m-a-y-b-e but See, for the me, whole I album, just, it has. For, it ha- for me, I just remember every time I listen to Volume Three, I'm just like, man, big can this end already? Exactly. No, they, like, volume, two, volume Three had some dope track. They had Hover. I mean, they, they had Hover song. But, like, like, yeah, you had murder. that. But then, yeah, but then you also got stuff like Snoopy's track, and I was oh, like, oh, me though, That's when Juvenile was popping with the back that ass uh, up and shit. Like, uh, like, then uh, watch me with Dr. Dre. But we talk about oh volume. my god, man! We talk about volume two. Volume two. Oh my god! Oh my god! But volume two was. I mean, like I said, it was. It, it had dope records, classic records, Hard Knock Life, all that shit. But it was blanketed with outdated filler. Well, see, that's why I Dated brought up filler. volume. That's why I brought up volume three because mm. yeah, you can say all that about volume two, but volume three was. It didn't have any. It maybe had half the amount of singles, mm-hmm. and. Where even though it did have Big Pimpin', only had Big Pimpin' just, and was, uh, uh, what was the other song on that? Uh, Put your hands up. Yeah, and everything my, else in my between yeah. and anything was the bonus track. Yeah, um, everything in between was just man mediocre. To, I mean, I, I, I mean that, that's you can tell I say, he I was riding. He was riding the wave on that shit because yeah, Dr. And, Dre was on that. Right, and, and I say that to just say that. In some aspects, I'd agree with you about Volume Two, but when I really think about Volume Three, mm. yeah, Volume Two is that classic. <laughs> I'm uh, done. He did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why I bring that up. He also agreed with B. Dot Elliot Wilson that the second um, album he did with R. Kelly was trash. Yeah, he admitted. Well, the, uh-huh. well that's because it was just leftovers from the first recording yeah. sessions. And speaking of R. Kelly, pretty much. <sighs> R. Kelly. So R. Kelly decided. No, we get to, yeah, you could get. You could talk about R. Kelly. That's another well, part. Because I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into him after this. I, we might as well just say it since it was brought up. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly decided mm-hmm. to go on social media, the big ass cigar that looked like a dick. Yeah, I, and I he was know. huffing and puffing, and he wouldn't stop. Yeah, he knows he's gonna get away with shit. He's gonna have yeah. you going back to his sex slaves. Yeah, <laughs> or a sex cult. So that's that. That's yeah. that about R. Kelly. That, that was a side note on R. Notice. Kelly. So further notice. <laughs> but another part of the of, of the debate that he had is that he admitted that American Gangster aged pretty damn good. Oh yes, it did. Yes, yeah, he it admitted did. that it that it aged really good because he said when he dropped it, he didn't think it was a classic. He was just like, but Elliot Wilson made a great point because everybody hated Kingdom Come. So yeah. when American Gangster came out, it was refreshing. Like, ah, this yeah. is not what should have been. So, right. I, and I think what's powerful about American Gangster is even though it came out in conjunction with the film, yeah, the same title, mm-hmm. we didn't look at it as the soundtrack. It was just it was I an original. Of, it was an original song that was inspired by was the it, film. It wasn't an album that was inspired by the film. Yeah, and so 
from that aspect, yeah, you could. A lot of people might say, "Well, it's the soundtrack," but to the majority of fans who've listened to that, it's like it was inspired by it. But this is this is prime time, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Hove even admitted that it aged pretty damn well, and within time, he might put it up there. And when oh, it comes, man, to f- that's to me, that's a. Uh, I put that right behind um, Black Album and uh, it's at the, Doubt. Right now, it's it's a tie between 444 and American Gangster for me when it comes to like the top to the number four top spot. Four. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you that. Like, I'll I'll, I'll put 444 at five just because yeah. let's see how it ages. Ah, oh, damn, it's good. I, I, he even said within time people are going to appreciate that album. When I agree oh, well, with most that, def- most definitely. But I think this one is he's got such a lengthy catalog where. You gotta at least respect the ones that have been out for at least ten years to be yeah. like, okay, well, well, let's say it's as good as. But I get yeah. what you're saying though. Like you, you'll put, I agree, it, it'll be up there with American Gangster. But for me, I'll give American Gangster the edge for now. Let's just see how 444 ages. Yeah, because I which love, we know it's gonna age pretty well. Because I love American Gangster and I love this album, so it's just like, ugh. right, everything, everything else is debatable. But those, yeah, but that was a pretty, that was a pretty dope interview. Like I, I like that shit. But uh, when we get off the topic of before we get to the topic of music, might as well talk. About, oh yeah, TV. I was gonna talk about TV and yeah, shit. Yeah, Power got but, suspended for the week on some bullshit. But whatever. Well, a lot of well, a lot of shit was going down. You had fucking Mayweather and Mayweather and uh, See, that's McGregor, why I, and everyone pisses me off even more now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> if you it was, told yeah, me I was all like, like you could have held that shit during Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I gotta miss Power because of that shit because you couldn't hold it two weeks later. Fuck out of here. Well, yeah, they had a power marathon, so you could have watched that if you wanted to. I've seen all the damn powers this season. I don't need no damn marathon. I got the stars app. What the hell do I need to wait for for TV for? Could have called your girl and had power and chill. (laughs) 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 No, but I can understand why from their viewpoint, because a lot of shit was going down. Um, We had the the fight, and then fucking you had the VMAs. And Game and of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones I, I, the Game of Thrones finale. Trust me, I trust me, I get it. I'm still pissed off because like, why the fuck I gotta wait an extra week? But like, what you need an extra week to plan the funeral arrangements? <laughs> well, even though we they, already like, know what's gonna happen, like, I, I'm saying, like in Boys in the Hood, they literally buried Ricky the next day. Like, you needed an extra week to bury her. Well, they didn't want to take, they didn't want to fight the ratings, so they they had but to make sure. You know sure. what I'm talking about, though, man. I know, but. Shit, ha- shit happens, man. You got to be patient. Even though we already we already talked about what ha- is going to happen in the it's, finale. I, but I don't know all the plot lines now. Like, I got to wait another week for this shit? Like, God. Just, just, just continue. I'm, I'm getting irritated, man. That's the slur I came <laughs> but, but besides that, like, I know Game of Thrones is really getting popularity. I mean, it's by, it's by far the most popular show on HBO at the very moment. It's probably the most popular on TV right now. Right now, period. So... I've been trying to watch Game of Thrones for years. Like, every time I watch it, I always get midway through the third season, and then some other shit comes on, and I don't go back to it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to really watch this show now. Like, really, 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 really watch it. And I've been watching, and it's really interesting. <laughs> like, it's very, very interesting. I'm like, so I've been told. Yeah, I'm midway through the second season, and I can tell you right now, there's a lot of, lot of violence, a lot of sex, a lot of blood. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, and just the dialogue of it, too, is just, there was this one part in there, this dude named Littlefinger. He was also on The Wire, by the way. He played the mayor. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the chick's name. She's like the queen or some shit like that. And she, he was talking shit to her, and he was like, yes, because knowledge is power. And she just looks at him and goes like, mm, okay. 
sees him, tells our guards to seize him, and they okay. all grab him. They grab him, and he's like, what the fuck? He's all struggling. He's like, okay, slit his throat. And they take those swords out, about to slit his throat. He's like, oh, no. She's like, uh, never mind. Let him go. They release him. All right. Take two, two, take two spaces back. They take two paces back. All right. Turn around. They turn around. Close your eyes. They close their eyes. And then he's all fucking looking all scared and shit. And she just kind of casually walks up to him and just says, power is power. And I was like, that's fucking gangster. Okay. <laughs> and there was another scene on there, too. The guy who's playing Aquaman, like this dude was talking hella shit to the Queen of Dragons for like the longest time. So he was talking hella shit and they fucking broke his arm and, and neared him down. And he got his little gold chain he was always wearing, melted that shit in a pot. It was all hot and steamy. Went over to that nigga and poured that shit on his head. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. I like this show. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep watching it. And can y'all follow me on Twitter? I have a hashtag saying Busby watches GLT Game of Thrones. So watch that or I whenever I post it. Yeah, I'll be making up hashtags, bruh. <laughs> But That's yeah, and in, Insecure was funny. Um, yeah, man, when it comes to TV, there's a lot of shit that was popping off. Oh yeah, Frank Ocean dropped a new record. I haven't listened to it yet. Dropped two. And it dropped two of them because he dropped Blonded Radio during the VMAs like a fucking asshole. <laughs> Like, cause he that's cause Blondin Radio is pretty much the most anticipated to listen to because he doesn't have no schedule. He'll just exactly. announce it. He yeah, that's the best way to do it. He'll do yeah, it in the he's marketing yeah. himself brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I need to listen to that shit, even though it's like a lot little shit on there, but yeah, shout out to Frank Ocean. I'm gonna listen to him those tracks later. So Hell yeah. We got to TV, what's been going on in the world of sports? Not a lot of shit's been going in on. In the world of sports. So literally right after we got off of the air, did we no, we were talking about it when it happened. Oh, did we? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the Cavs went through with the trade with Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they traded away Isaiah Thomas, uh, Jay Crowder, one of the kids oh, wow. from Europe. Huge, and then, yeah, they traded hella people. And then a Nets pick to get Kyrie. Friday oh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. No, but, we didn't. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So trade went through. Um, and then Friday takes place. And... Shout out to me, because when we was watching SummerSlam, mm-hmm. I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast, but I damn sure brought it up to Busby. SummerSlam, they did this commercial with KFC, and they brought Shawn Michaels out, and <laughs> oh, he was yeah. dressed as the colonel. And I, was like, and I was like, if Popeyes really want to be gangster with it, this is the perfect time to drop the $5 box. Well, not even 48 hours after I said that, Popeyes dropped the $5 box. What's so that going to do night, with the fuck? <laughs> so Friday night, I went to Popeyes to get my $5 box. <laughs> Soon I as I KFC. ordered, I thought it was see, KFC. It, no, it all. I hate KFC. KFC stole them damn eleven herbs and spices from the slaves. That's another story for another time. Well then, now <laughs> I'm at Popeyes getting my five dollar box, and I place my order. I go to sit down, and my phone starts buzzing off because I get um, updates from Wojnowski on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then of course I have the ESPN Bleacher Report, and then the NBA apps. So my phone is literally going off, and I'm reading the updates, and it's saying. Cavs are weary about Isaiah Thomas. They might pull out of the trade. And that's when I sent it to Busby, and I was like, this shit might hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, there's no word as far as uh, backing out of the deal, but the word is the Cavs won't back out if they get one more asset from the Celtics. And one of those assets is either, most people speculate, it's going to be 
um, Jalen Brown, who was the third overall pick from last year's draft, hmm. or it's going to be um, Jason Tatum, who was uh, the third overall pick in this year's draft. Um, all I got to say on that is if the Celtics agree to do that, they really ain't as smart as we thought they were. Mm, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. So we're going we gonna to stay tuned and we're going to see what goes ooh, on with that. We're going to see what's going to happen with that. Cause Definitely. I, because honestly, it still won't be enough to beat the Warriors. No, you know what I'm saying? It's, we, we know that that's going to take place. But you got to remember, the Warriors are only got a two-year window before Clay and Dre's contracts come up. And they're not going to be able to afford to keep everybody. I mean, LeBron so, will be gone after this next season anyway. Right. So. so, I mean, so everything's – every the moves that are being made now are for two years from now. That's yeah. pretty much what we're looking at. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. So that's mm. that. Uh, we want to give a shout out to the people who went out um, in New York and protested in front of the NFL offices. On, shout out to them for Kaepernick. On behalf of Kaepernick. Oh, yeah, speaking of that, pause on that. I've been seeing a lot of people wearing like different sports jerseys and putting Kaepernick's names over it, like oh, different it's a teams. It is oh, a no, no, no. I know that's cool. That's cool. But remember, he is still a fucking Niner. So wear the fucking Niner jersey, you bitch ass niggas. Niner no, more. no, he a Niner. Until he's further notice, no nope, he's a Niner. He took a knee of the Niner jersey. He's a free agent, which means you could put him on any. Man, I'm still biased. He's still Niner. So you wear them Niner jerseys, you whole ass niggas. Nope. Get over it. Nope. You didn't appreciate it. You didn't appreciate it anyways. You was screaming fuck Jed York the whole time. You weren't even appreciating it. What? Um, Yeah, fuck Jed York. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Fuck Um, him. But leading into NFL talk, um, this week was week three of the preseason, which means it's it was dress rehearsal week. For all the the starting I guess the Niners got their only defense. the Niners got their only like primetime game. On a yeah, they were on uh, they were on primetime yesterday. And they blew um, the fucking Eric Reed, game. Who was one of the players that Eric Reed, who was one of the players that knelt with uh, Kaepernick, he initially um, over this offseason had you know said he was going to cool it, but then the events from Charlottesville took place, and he was like, "Yeah, the hell with that," and he got back down on his knee, mm-hmm. um, and he had some teammates surround him. And just when you thought he was just making a play to keep his name relevant, he probably had one of the best hits of this preseason to date. Wide receiver caught it right in the flats, and he dipped his shoulder, and he laid his ass out. How did the Niners look? I didn't watch the game. How did they look? I don't know. I didn't watch either. They mm. lost 32-31, so I'm guessing they lost in the They lost in the the, last – yeah, and they fucked it up, like, as usual, typical Niners. Because I've been watching no preseason game. You can't really call it typical Niners when it's preseason. Like, they're putting people out I'm just, I'm just saying it's because – auditioning for jobs at this point. I'm just saying because I'm used to them blowing shit, you know. Fucking up shit. So, you know, right now at this very I mean, the moment, season's I'm, right around the corner. We got one more week of preseason left, and the season's mm-hmm. right around the corner. You'll be I, – I think y'all will do decent, you know, four to five wins. I, I Maybe even six, depending on how tides turn one of them weeks. Because NFL's literally a, a, a league of you never know. We got no primetime games at all. We only got a Thursday night game, and that's you it. Might, you might get penciled in for one of them late in the season. You that's if we get good, but we'll yeah. see. Um, so we lead into uh, week three. So it's dress rehearsal for these starters before, because obviously these starters ain't going to play next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might as well have did dress rehearsal last week because there were some key players throughout the league that went down and they ain't coming back. Which like, is they, the they're not, they're not touching the field during the season. Is what which I'm is the reason why I really don't like pre- why 
like starters should not be in preseason until the last. Oh, I, I, game. I, I fully agree. Like, if you're gonna put a starter in, put a starter in for the first play and get them the hell out. Not even the first play. Leave it like make it. No, what yeah. what I'm saying is, if you gotta do it, yeah, if you absolutely gotta do it, get them in for the first play and get them the hell out of there. They don't. You gonna play these guys for games that the wins and losses don't even matter. They're not gonna get like, you a Lat Lombardi Trophy nah, in February, man. These I'm gonna get into the list of injuries, but I was seeing these lists of injuries. And I was so, so happy we didn't lose anybody major through these preseason games because all our starters, they're, they're done. done until September 10th. Hmm. Um, but it hit the New England Patriots pretty badly. Man, um, hit. Well, star like wide receiver Julian Edelman tore his ACL, so yeah. he's completely gone done. for the year. That sucks. Um, Chiefs running back Spencer Ware, he's gone for the year with a PCL injury. PCL? What's that at? Um, it's close to the ACL. Ouch. Yes, I think it is, unless it's pictorial something, which mm. I don't know. I ain't mm. looking it up. I'm gone off Slurricane right now. I ain't even trying to look that shit up, man. Um, gone. No, I'm not gone. I'm just, I'm, I'm sweating because I got my windows closed. That way we won't hear the fountain on the outside, but it's 91 degrees down here. So you add that plus the Slurricane and... I'm yeah, fumbling, yeah, yeah. but I'm good. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Julian Edison's out. I still no, feel... Not. Yeah, so he's gone. Spencer Ware's gone. And then Washington's nose tackle, Phil Taylor, he's gone. Damn, these are all starters? These are all their starters. Fuck. Yeah. And well, so then you got uh, Tyrod Taylor. He had a concussion. So, uh, and remember, we're, we're paying attention to all these quarterback injuries for one reason and one reason only, Colin Kaepernick. Uh-huh. So... Tyrod Taylor has a concussion, and the Bills were already at a place in, in their agenda where they're like, maybe we should just start cleaning house anyway. So they're already looking to put him on the trade block. Wow. So, wow, already? The Shit. Bills going to build, man. The yeah. Bills will always build. And yeah. speaking of the Bills, you got LaShawn McCoy, who opened up his damn mouth. Fuck that whole ass nigga say. Guess. What other topic? Oh, Kaepernick needs to learn his place? Pretty much. No. He's going to be a distraction. Yada yada yada, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, well, that's why you're on the back end of your career." Yeah, I mean, but that's why, yeah, that's why Chip Kelly traded your whole ass. Pretty much. Um, hmm. So there's that, and then you have the Bengals. Um, so you know their linebacker uh, Vontez Burfitt, the one that always keeps getting suspended. Yeah, what do you do now? Yeah, he faced another five game suspension. For what? So I don't necessarily agree with it because he, you, Busby, you of all people know, just like I know, just fans of football. When you're hitting guys, sometimes these hits are at the split second and yeah, last I second. Tell, I was telling somebody that the other day. I was like, right. yeah. Like, so you can – It's it sounds great in, in theory to not hit somebody with your helmet and shoulder pads to somebody else's head. But when you have to make a split-second decision, it's just not realistic. So when the Bengals went up against um, – I believe it was the Chiefs. Mm. Um, he hit uh, – I think it was their tight end, um, Anthony Sherman – uh, it was a helmet to helmet, and it's pretty well. Let's say it was helmet and shoulder to helmet. Shoulders, heads, knees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wipe me down, which I'm doing right now because it's hot as hell. Yeah, I see. Um, so he hits him there, and off off the first look and the replays, I'm like, okay, it's just a hit. But because of his history, he's looking at a five game suspension. Because oh my god, man, he hit him in the head and neck area, and he's a repeat offender. So that's where we're at. With but that. it's like it's a split second. You're running full I, speed, man, and you're gonna me, fucking suspend these niggas from playing trust how, they, me, I how know. they were taught to play this game since they were a kid. 
there's no love for the defense at all. Like you can't, the defense you can't, can't even catch touch a break. The quarterback, you can't even touch the quarterback without getting fucking fined or a flag. Like, yeah, I thought getting holding was like the most whole ass penalty in football, but this shit, right? Fuck, man. But so you got that going on. Um, Big brother Harbaugh, he got a one year extension with the Ravens as their head coach, so his contract's yeah. extended out to 2019. That's what for him. Good for him. Um, Madden 18 dropped, but again, because I was adulting all weekend, all I could do was upload it into my Xbox. And oh, you got an Xbox. You don't got a PS4. Huh. Right. So at least when I do decide to play, it's already uploaded. I ain't going to go through that process. I'm just thinking, like, if I should even buy the game. I'm still debating if I should buy I it. I will let you know this week because the first thing I'm going into is the uh, their 2K story. version of my player mode because they have a full my player story mode now. Yeah, yeah, it's I not. It's not shit. just. Yeah, it's not just the create your own player. Like it's a full fledged story mode. Nah, if I want to do a story mode, I'm going to WWE. I play a WWE game. I want to play football. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but I, this is see. This is interesting because I mean, with, when it's my player, I want more than just football. You know what I'm saying? Like I want a realistic story. I, I, I've been saying it for years. They need to release two versions of these video games. They need to release an E version for the kids. And then they need to release an M version because we all know go, what goes down in <laughs> pro sports. Man, you know what I'm saying? So, ideas, man. That's I'm saying, ideas. Yeah. I'm saying, you got 2K Madden meets aspects of Grand Theft Auto. Who wouldn't want to play that? That'd be some shit. You know That'd what I'm saying? Like, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the options that are forced through in these story modes. Like, you can pick and choose what you want to do. If you want to be the choir boy or if you want to live out life like Bobby Brown's nephew. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you, you should have that option. True. That's real life. Yeah. Um, but don't don't worry about it. I got you over the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna play it out. I'll let you know. Let me know. Let me know. I I got the other Madden for Christmas and I have not played it. I, I know. I played Madden last year, maybe three or four times, just because again I was on the road traveling all the time. I didn't have time. I was tired. It was just because um, it's the same shit. They might 2K, man. EA needs to just give up the NFL license and share it with 2K. Like, come on. Let 2K do, have a crack at it and let them take your crown because Madden's is just, nah. Right. And just when I thought we were done with the Bills, we're actually going back. One of my homeboys, shout out to Martin. He just texted me. Um, the Bills have traded their linebacker, Reggie Ragland, um, to Kansas City for a fourth round pick in 2019. Once again, bills are gonna bill. The bills are gonna bill. So, mm. congrats to them for already giving up on the season. Um, <laughs> last topic, my personal favorite, your personal favorite, Derek Carr's personal favorite, the one of the greatest Report, of all time, the who, one of the, the way, greatest of all time. Who, by the way, Bleacher Report decided to write a nice, very coherent article on my boy Derek as to why he's the closest thing to Mamba mentality we got in sports today. Everybody should go read that. Kobe Bean Bryant. Last week, August 23rd, he turned 39. But it didn't end there. Because August 24th was Mamba Day. Exactly. And for those who are trying to figure out what the hell is so important about uh, August 24th, well, remember, (laughs) both of his numbers, 824. So the county of Los Angeles for his philanthropy and obviously his 20 years dedication to the sport decided to say, we're going to have Kobe Bryant Day. Well, Kobe decided that he was going to use Kobe Day to use his voice and inspire a select few of people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah Thomas, he issued a challenge to him saying, I challenge you to make all NBA first team this year. He then issued a challenge to uh, Wizards point guard John Wall and challenged him to make all uh, all first NBA defensive team this year. Mm. 
then issued a challenge to the current greatest in the game, Kendrick Lamar. Hell yeah. And issued a challenge to him and TDE um, requesting that they deliver up such a positive impact into Centennial High that can't be outdone. So he challenged them to that. Um, he challenged Richard Sherman uh, to the most interceptions in a season record. Um, hmm. I believe he challenged a, uh, a woman's soccer player. I forgot. Because uh, that's what happened was he initially posted these out, but for some reason it was only showing up in his tweets and replies, so he had to erase them and go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know he did challenge um, a female athlete. I uh, forgot what hers was. And then um, Giannis Atatacumbo, uh, yeah, you freak freak from you, you pronounced that with great ass. <laughs> look, look, man, I'm a sports fan. This is what I do, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I knows my stuff, man. I know, but you pronounced that really damn good. Like, I have a lazy you know tongue. Saying? I could pronounce that for I'm, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, but be like, I'm the sports man around this mug. Uh, you know I slurry cane all in there. I, I, I do it, baby. I do it right here. Um, so he didn't issue one initially for Giannis, but you know, of course, you got some athletes who are coming up, and they're like, "Hey, what about me?" So Giannis got on Twitter and he goes, "Kobe, I'm still waiting on mine." Kobe looked at him and said, man, you need to be the MVP this year. And the scary <laughs> thing about it is, I think it could actually happen. He's that good? Dude, the kid is only, I think, I don't even think he's 24 yet. Mm. You, you've seen him play, right? I've seen some of it, yeah. It, there's no reason a man that big should be doing some of the stuff. I knew shit was off the wire years ago when he grabbed a rebound in New York, and he only took five dribbles from rebound to dunking the ball on the other side of the court. Wow. I knew the shit was was something sincere then. Now you're going to dare him to get MVP this year and his stock is continually rising? Look out for Giannis Antetokounmpo this year. That, that's all I'm going to say. For sure. Um, and that co- pretty much covers sports until until, until somebody for, says something stupid, stupid. at home. And then uh, Jim Brown. <laughs> uh, Jim uh, Brown fuck said, Jim Brown. He's a coon-ass nigga. Next topic. Yeah. So one with that. So let's go into music. So a lot of music dropped this weekend. A lot of interesting music dropped. Well, for, like, for this go, who dropped? Uh, oh, Let's okay. So, a lot of... We want to drop Lil Uzi? Ah, right, Lil Uzi. Yeah, let's let's. Love is Rage 2. Love is Age 2. Honestly, when JC said, because, you know, JC, he tells me I need to be informed when it comes to this music shit. I just honestly don't care about Lil Uzi. Like, I know XL Tour Life. I cannot... Like, I was, in, I was at a bar the other night. And they were blasting that song, and I really don't like that day. I mean, it's really catchy. I like that song. No, it's really catchy. I'll give it to you. It's really, really fucking catchy. But I can't sing the fucking hook. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. I can't sing that. That's too damn dark for me. So I made up a remix to it. I don't really care if you cry. Cry. Like, what? (laughs) So it's like so dark. And it's like so happy but dark. Like, I can't sing that shit. So I just said, push me me to the last drive. All my friends are alive. So that's what I sing now. So that's what I sing. Remix. The Busby remix. But this album... When I went into it, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to take it for what it is. And that's that. And quite honestly, maybe because it was the vibe I was in or whatever, but it was actually quite good. Well, not quite good. It was hmm. decent. It was decent. It had some it had some interesting tracks. Like the one track, Neo Gut, Neon Guts with Pharrell. That was pretty dope. Unfazed with The Weeknd. That was dope. Fucking, uh, what's the song with the uh, Migos? Somebody else. I know some, on here. 
I think he did. Or the oh, oh no, four forty four plus two twenty two equals six six six. I really yeah. hate his whole little devil worship shit, but I know it's just for it's just an act. Sauce it up was pretty was pretty decent. Like the whole is it's pretty much a big ass turn up album. That's all it really is. So, so, um, I think I put it out here every week. I always take a three and a half mile walk on Sundays, mm-hmm. and that's usually the day where. I kind of I either save for the biggest album that dropped that weekend for that walk or the most uh, underrated at that time, just depending on the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to save this for that walk. And um, Lil Uzi's art, artistic direction, it just it's not for me. Yeah, I just I it just it's it's I can understand. And, and, and like I said, and like I said, I, I like EXO Tour Life. I think I like EXO Tour Life, though, more for the fact that I saw um, TM88's uh, breakdown of the production on YouTube. And so I actually saw how they, you know, put the production together. And I was like, okay, I guess to get it. And I don't necessarily agree with the lyrics he has on there. But again, sometimes it's not what you say. It's how you say it. And he, he had a nice yeah. flow on the track. So off of that alone, I was like, all right, well, let's give this a try. Um, as soon as... I was midway through the first track, which was two. I was like, uh, this is going to be a long walk. <laughs> but I can't stop now. Uh, yeah. It's already done started. And then, uh, yeah, when I saw 444 plus 222, I didn't need to listen to it to know what the hell was going on. Um, and then it turned out to be an ass-shaking anthem. And I was like, oh, okay, it's weird as hell, but all right. Yeah. Um, Sauce it up. Sauce up was decent. I'll give you that. Sauce yeah. up was decent. Uh, no sleep leak. The first actual song I could say that I was like, hmm. All right, was uh, the way life goes. Yeah, um, kind of like one of those like breakup songs, I guess, or one mm-hmm. of those keep your head up type tracks. Yeah, that was decent enough. Yeah. Um, and then we got into for real, and I changed that shit right. <laughs> Not even ten <laughs> seconds in. I was like, nah. I, I mean, I'll give this. it to you this way: I'd rather listen to that album instead of little little Yachty's album. Oh, you you still on the Peekaboo hype? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I haven't forgot. Oh, oh. Peekaboo, Peekaboo. Oh my god, don't creep it. You're creeping it back, bro. Oh man, so we get to for real. Um, feelings mutual. So, of course, I'm looking at the features and I'm like, there's no way you can let me down with Pharrell and The Weeknd. Mm hmm. Well, he he lets you down. Both those tracks are mediocre, and both those reasons for mediocre mediocrity had nothing to do with The Weeknd or Pharrell. I had to do with his shit. Yeah, like they just. See, to me, that, that tells me a lot about an artist. Either It tells me a lot about an artist as well as the times. Mm. Because, again, this goes back to, at this rate, man, we is some old young niggas. Yeah. Just, just it's not for us. And my yeah. thought process is if, if you got Pharrell in the weekend and the song comes out mediocre, there's not I, much that I can, I can get with you on this. Like, that's, that was the, the two hopes. I like those. I, I low key like those songs. Did I you like why. Uzi's parts? Uzi's was exceptional, I guess, for what it was. Like I took the album for what it was. I, and again, I took it for what it was. I wasn't expecting anything like "Damn" or "444." I knew what I was going to get myself into. Yeah. But again, it's just he, his artistic direction. It's just not for me. It's yeah, pretty not. much. Maybe like, if he had a song just. You... Maybe if he had a song just yelling "Yah" for like ten minutes, maybe I'm like, yeah, okay, I, yeah, I get it. yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not even going to be mad. I'll even bump this because this is something I expected. This is what he does in every single song. 
Um, but from a solo artist standpoint, he's just not for me. When mm-hmm. it comes to the features, I've already said I can rock with him on features. We heard him on Bad and Bougie. Um, we heard him on the uh, um, pull-up track with Wiz Khalifa when he was featured on the hook. He killed that hook tremendously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily... I would say his artistic direction as a solo artist. I just... Um, it's not for me. Yeah. It's like it's... And if you're going out to a club and shit, and it's like if you're blasting it and you're drunk, that's the, this is the type of music you should listen, you should listen to. Well, it's I that type of that. music. But if... You, I wouldn't even exactly, do that. Exactly. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Because when I was listening to it, I was on my way. I was in my Uber and I was just listening to it and I was just like, oh, this is this is turn up music. All right. So if you love, if you love turn up music, if you love just going out, having fun, this is the album for you. If you don't, just don't listen to it. Listen to somewhere else, which kind of just leads us into we want to go into cozy tape or going to yeah. Let's. I mean, we're not going into it. We're gonna to touch on ASAP Mob Cozy Tapes Volume Two. Too cozy. I didn't listen uh, to it. They was too cozy, and um, it was too eh. It was ass fuck. That's pretty much <laughs> in, I, like a lot of the when I say I'm let down. I don't have high expectations mm. for certain artists and groups. Like uh, when I say I'm, I'm let down, I'm not necessarily saying I was expecting them to have a project of the the bar setters in this genre. Like, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for their standards. Yeah. Like I've I've already set the curve for their standards. Mm-hmm. It just it just it wasn't hitting. I mean, I was shocked to see Jaden Smith was on uh, one of the tracks. Really. Um, yeah, but he ain't doing much. All he did was just slow his vocals down. He just does the hook. So it's mm. not like he's actually spitting. He's got no cursing in the hook, and then as soon as Rocky Nast and Playboy Cardi comes up, it's <laughs> pure filth. I guess. Um, and that was another thing, too. Like, I'm, I mean, shit, is it, is it Playboy Cardi or is it ASAP Playboy Cardi now? Because the man was on half the damn album. Probably just trying to sneak him in or something. Or maybe he was just maybe he was just chilling in the studio and they just and the tracks you heard was everything they did together. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, I'm not mad at it. Maybe maybe that's a way to 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 get his his fan base up. Maybe it's a way to get ASAP Mob into a new. But it's uh, funny because I was I was looking on Twitter and I just kept seeing the cozy tape just keep popping up and people were loving it. So like I said, it's probably just probably their fans fan base or whatever. I'll listen to yeah, it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, don't get me wrong. There's a, there's there's some tracks on there, but it seemed like it was the tracks without Rocky where I was feeling the most. Like Walk on Water was Twelve E Ant Nas and Ferg and Cardi. Um, another one that I was rocking with was uh, First Year Being Rich. I like that one. And then of course uh, Raph, which was Rocky, Cardi, Quavo, Uzi, and Frank Ocean. Oh yeah, 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 um, Ralph. Yeah, yeah. They so, put I mean, that on you, the album, huh? Oh. Yeah. So I mean, you, I like those three, but you got a, an album that's seventeen tracks long. Um, three of them are skits, so you got fourteen tracks, and I really can only pick out three. Uh, it was. Mm, I feel it. So if we get to R and B, Daniel Caesar. That's how you say it, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, this mm. is look, man. I like being surprised, man. I like being surprised, and I did some. I like doing some research um, on artists I don't know much about before I listen to the project. Mm-hmm. And um, Daniel Caesar, uh, R and B artist. Um, how the hell do you pronounce the album name? Fraudin. I can't even. Fraudin. Fraudin. Some shit. We'll like say that. it's Fraudin. Yeah, let's call it that. Um, so Daniel Caesar is uh, my youngest sister's age. He's twenty two. Okay. So when I'm going into it, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe he's got some. Probably got some good R and B tunes. We'll see what I like. Man, he got an old soul. 
That yes. motherfucker opened up. I thought I was listening to Luther Vandross, not vocally, just sound wise. And I was yeah. like, oh, let me relax for this because it's some grown folk shit. It is. And um, that 10 track album, you need to listen to that shit. Mm, that I, was some good R&B music. I listened halfway and then I had, got I got distracted. But I already knew from what I heard. Yeah, it was really good from Ooh, what I was listening to. Man. Look, man. So Get You opens up the album. And mm-hmm. again, it just it's it's oh, my goodness. Just when you think you are reaching something, he goes in the best part, which features her. And um, my goodness. Hmm. See, th- this is this isn't something that you listen to with a woman that you just trying to, you know, say, hey, just come over to kick it. You know this what I'm saying? Some, you you got to hit a this Mr. is Mr. Nasty time. <laughs> it's, it's that it's that. But you this is something that you put on when you go up to a woman, you say, I want to take you out for dinner and conversation. Oops. This is that music. This is yes. grown folks shit. You did like folks. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out how 22 year old pulled this up. He has an old and, soul, man. And, 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 I, 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 again, this I'm, I'm not downplaying because you know people were saying the same thing about us years ago when we was that age. True. I'm just trying to find out where the hell they found him at because I'm ready to, to to put my money in his bank account like he passing the title plate around. Like, <laughs> he, he did the damn thing on this. Want to give the money to title? Yeah, title, Apple, Music, all the motherfuckers that's streaming this. We got to give him some credit. But you, but you need to give it the title, you know. <laughs> got to pass it the title. You know get what I'm saying? I, I, I gave you four, 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 four. You know, I gave you part one and part two of the interviews. Now it's time for you to pay up. You got to pay up to the title. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. Chill. Chill, boy. Um, yeah, so we're going through with that. Um, and then, of course, anything with Sid on it at this point is pretty much part of the culture that you've got to listen to. Anything that Sid is featured on. Isn't Sid about to drop her album pretty soon? I think she's about to drop another one, too. Uh, if yeah. not, the internet's dropping another one as a collective. Oh, um, shit. There's, there's not much she, she can't do. Whenever she jumps on a track, it's magic. Yeah. And yeah. There's, there's, there's no different in this in, in this one on Take Me Away. Take Me Away was some sensual shit. Mm. My goodness almighty. It's, it's sexual as hell, but it's one of them ones where it's like, it ain't freak shit. Like... They doing some freaky shit, but it's like some on some baby making freaky shit. Like they the lyrics, if I'm not mistaken, was, you know, when she throw it back, she turn around and says, take me away. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo. Yo. <laughs> yo. Yeah. 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 Let me find somebody right now. <laughs> <laughs> to put this magic on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, again, man, it's that, I love finding projects like this, man. Just the ones that you you don't have any expectations going in, and yet you leave that experience like, I think I need to put that shit as close to the top 10 as possible. It might not hit the top 10, but I need to keep it in that category just because it, it, at, when I compare everything, it just might be that damn good. Well... When we talk about expectation as being albums, records that are that damn good, I was presently surprised this when this music dropped because Mister, I'm gonna I'm gonna finally try to pronounce his name right, Triple X, fucking Cedron, X Cedron, <laughs> X X Tetion. <laughs> I'm gonna try to pronounce it right, Triple X. 
Fuck it. Excedrin. <laughs> <laughs> Triple X um, Tension dropped, I guess you would say, his debut album. His album. It, it's his, technically an album. Despite his, it being 22 minutes in length, it's 11 tracks, so it qualifies as an LP. Yeah, it's an LP, it is, and it's his debut album, and it's called 17. 17. Now, I was kind of, I really did not like this nigga, because just of his off, his off fucking music antics of him, like, you know, him going to jail for beating up his girlfriend, getting in fights. Who's pregnant at the one. Who was pregnant, and armed robbery, and just, he's just, he and his whole picture, his mugshot looks like he's a menace to society. He looks like a fuckboy. A little fuckboy. So when he got his ass whooped, I was legit happy he got his ass whooped. You know? And how he was dissing Drake for no fucking reason, even though Drake gave him a shout-out and he told Drake to go fuck himself and was hella trolling him, putting his picture, uh, put like shouting out his mom and all types of shit. Like, this dude's a bitch. Especially when I saw a picture of him and how short he is. He looks like a whole-ass nigga. So I never really decided to listen to him like that. Right, but on the internet, people are always talking about him. They're talking about how good his music is, but you know, Twitter always likes a whole bunch of yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole bunch of bullshit. But and then I was really, really turned off from him this week when he posted on his Instagram. I him guess hanging from a tree. him hanging from a tree, but it was from his video. But it was so stupid because he was offline. He was offline for thirty minutes, and he didn't say nothing. People think he actually killed himself, even though, come on, like really, if he killed himself, why? How would he upload it to fucking Instagram? You stupid motherfuckers! Right. But right. you know, niggas are idiots. And it was really, it was just stupid. It was for his video. It was for his video or whatever. I was like, all right, whatever, nigga. So I hadn't. So then. I remember academics on Everyday Struggle. He said that his debut album, it's going to be, he said it was going to be focused more on his depression and it's going to be really slow and somber and all this other shit. So it's like, if you used to his turn up shit, you know, don't expect much. And I was just like, hmm, all right. Right. So the album dropped. I remember I was going for my walk. Like, I do like a little walk. I, I was running errands. So I was like, you know, and I'll, I'll give this nigga a shot. You know, I, they're saying it's really dark and moody and the sun's out. So I'm in a good mood. So let's see how dark and moody this shit really is. So turned it on. And he had like a little public service announcement at the beginning. And he was just going like, yeah, this is just my mood and what I was going through. Like, you're not alone. I was like, man, shut mm-hmm. up, nigga. Go to the... In my mind, I was like, nigga, shut up, nigga. Go to the music. <laughs> I was too. I was too. You know? And then the first track comes on. And I was just like, the first track, let me just look at this. The first track was called um, Jocelyn, uh, Jocelyn Flores. Flores. That's how, that's Flores, how you say yeah. it, right? You're not looking at this Jocelyn shit. Flores. But the song was really just like, it was really somber and like the sample on it, it was, was not really, what I expected. It wasn't what I expected. It was short, but I was like, huh. And then it just continues the depression and obsession. And I was like, huh, this is really like really dark and moody, but it has like an alternative feel to it. And he's singing right. to it. And it was just like, whoa, whoa. And like. And then I I found myself really listening to it, and then I found I was halfway done with the album, and I get to fuck love, and I was like, yo, this mm-hmm. shit low key knocks. Mm-hmm. And then the before, guitar before, on fuck love, man, that could yeah. those guitar strings. Yeah, man. and before I knew it, the album was over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like before I knew it, the album was over, and that was it. And I was sitting back, like, am I gonna re-listen to this? Like I and it, I had that feeling, like I just listened to something special, 
Right. And I was just like, ah, oh, damn, but I don't like this nigga. But his music is fucking dope. <laughs> so I of remember course. I sent it. I sent it, I sent some of the track, and then I went back and listened to his old shit. Kind of listened to his old shit, like the last EP he dropped, and that shit was low key kind of good. And there was this one song on there I was kind of feeling, and I was like, yo, I can see why Drake would want to work with him. He is a pretty talented motherfucker. Like, beyond the music, he's, like, mu- like outside of music, he's a bitch. But music-wise, he knows what the fuck he's doing. He is really talented. And it seemed like, someone said this on Twitter, like, he needs to have a mentor to kind of guide him to what he can do. Because he has potential to be one of the best. There's a reason why he was a freshman. Well, nah, I don't count that shit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's... He's really, it was really, it It was one of the albums that really surprised me. It surprised me. It not only surprised me, it surprised Kendrick Lamar, too. Yeah. He just went on Twitter and basically was like, yo, I'm on my fifth listen right now. Yeah, um, that's when I sent it to you and you were just like, huh. So then, what was, what was your mindset when you were going into uh, this shit? I had never heard of anything from him before. I just knew of the antics on Twitter. And what Edgar and, was telling us a lot and shit, Yeah, right? and again, I just, I've reached a point in life where I'm like, if you need antics to try and get me to pay attention, I'm just, I'm not going to fuck with it. Like, mm-hmm. it's a marketing ploy. Exactly. You know, res- respect for you for knowing how to market yourself, but if all I know about you is marketing and not the music, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you my time. Um, yeah. And so, of course, when I was scrolling through um, Apple Music and I saw this, I was like, eh, whatever. Um... But then I started, I went on, went back on Twitter and this was before the Kendrick tweets. Um, I was seeing responses and of course, you know, you and I see the responses. So I'm going through profile pictures just to see age, demographic, you know, all the demographics. Yeah. And there were actually some people that I recognized that actually trust opinion wise, at least to the point where I'm like, I'll at least give it a listen. Yeah. So when, I, when that happened, I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll see what, what goes off. And then you sent me Kendrick's tweet. And then I was like, all right, well, let's add it. Um, where's it coming I think I, I told you. It. First, First, I told you, like, yo, this album isn't that bad. And no, then, you, sent me the, you sent me the Kendrick tweet, and then you were like, oh, it's not that bad. And I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. Eventually. Yeah. Either um, So I got to it this morning. And again, yeah, it's like you said, he's talking on explanation. I'm like, yeah, we're already off to a bad start. You just <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. Uh-huh. And then I started actually hearing what he was saying towards the end. And I was like, well. Oh. All right, prepare to get screamed at because he's going to be screaming about suicide. And then it was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, Jocelyn Flores was a beautiful song. Yeah, Jocelyn Flores, that's what it's called. Yeah. It's a really, really beautiful song. And and one thing I took away from this, uh, this project was uh, it wasn't a project to urge those who are depressed and suicidal to give in to those, those thoughts and end it. Yeah. It was a project to get the listeners to understand to, his mind frame to understand the mind frame of those who are severely depressed and who are suicidal mm-hmm. um and when you understand it from that standpoint a lot of these tracks are re- really relatable like i was listening to some of this stuff and i was like damn i felt that when i was 19 yeah, well it's called 17 but yeah you know what i'm saying like i, I was i felt that like save mm-hmm. me save me was the one track that really stood out um mm-hmm. if i had to pick between that and fuck love it was save me that stood out yeah um fuck love was yeah i've been through that with a breakup yep. I, I know that um 
And so, uh, again, it was just, I was really, really taken back by it because it really, like, in Daniel Caesar's case, I knew nothing about him. Mm-hmm. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, this is what you bring to the table. Cool, let me sit up. In this instance, I knew of all the stuff outside the studio with Triple X. Yeah. So I already had this preconceived notion what I was going to be listening to. Mm-hmm. And to get the complete opposite was actually, I, to get the complete opposite, I ran it back one more time just to make sure I was listening to what I was listening to. <laughs> yeah, to make sure. like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, hold up. Hold right. up. And it's a well-constructed project. Like, if they have Kendrick Lamar come out and say, like, yo, y'all need to listen to this shit. And then even he pretty much he co-signed them. And and, and for those who are shocked about it, we're talking about Kendrick Lamar, who made you. Mm -hmm. So he understands these uh, these thoughts and the parallels that go with them. Yep. So and schoolboy q shouting them out too yeah so if you're if you're shocked about why they shouted them out really listen to the music you'll understand why the artists that did shout them out shouted him out and i think also the reason why they're all mad about it they're like oh what the hell he's shouting him out because they didn't listen to him because they they're so close-minded and closed off to it they don't want to listen to it they don't right. want to hear it you know like that, that that's how i am with you know that's how you are with young thug that's how i am with certain artists too and and, and rightfully so that's why when it comes to this because of his background i'm not going to be like well, you're just closed-minded. You don't want to listen to good that's music. That's the same no, with Azalea Banks. That's the same with Azalea Banks. Yeah, I don't listen to her. For and, the, and, they said, and they said straight up, like, her last album she dropped was one of the best albums of that year. Right. But not and a I'll lot of people know. listen to it. Not I, I because they don't, they don't like her for what she is. Right. So, you know, and that's how um, I am. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, to, it's to agree and touch on that. It's just there's – I'm not going to hold that against anybody because that's what he was charged for was – it wasn't no, you know, a couple punches on in a fight. Like, this was a very intense charge he was facing. So, for those mm-hmm. who, who just won't get past that, I don't, I'm not going to hold that against you. That's something that, you know, that, that's a morale situation. I'm, and I'm not going to question anybody's morale. Uh-huh. Um, however, if you are able to get through it, it, it might explain some stuff. And, again, I, when I say I'm, I'm in the business of, of empathy, um, when it comes to just being an overall human being, yeah, it's not it's not to defend the actions; it's just to understand the actions. Mm. Um, because everything needs understanding in life. I think that's why we're so far away from peaceful resolutions because people are unwilling to understand. Yes, like there, you know, this whole situation with just race relations, especially. You've probably dealt with it in in talks. Um, where you're explaining something to somebody and they just can't believe that you would experience that because they can't fathom themselves going through that experience. And it's like, yo, just because you have that privilege of not experiencing it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Like, you're mm-hmm. not going you're not going to try to convince me that I didn't really experience what I'm telling you about. Yeah. And and that's where we fall short in, in our society is we just there's little people who want to empathize. They just want to put it. Black as black and white. Well, I don't go through that, so maybe you're just making it up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got with triple. I'm not going to try to even say his just name. Just call him Triple X. That's what I got with Triple X. It's not about making an excuse for what he did, because at this day we know what the hell is right. We know what's wrong. Um, but to go through the mind frame, I'd be hypocritical to 
to be like, well, who cares? But then, you know, just two years ago, I praised the hell out of Kendrick for you. Mm-hmm. And those are the same thoughts in, in my frame. Though obviously, the only difference is, is Kendrick didn't act on his thoughts. Triple X did. Yep. Um, and that's where the divide comes into play. But as far as just understanding the overall thoughts, I felt like I got to know him as an artist pretty well. Like, if this was yeah, the first and, offering and, and that I, I heard him. from him, then yeah. we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. I give him balls for literally have, making that project his first quote unquote official oh, yeah, project. Most definitely. Because he has other projects on Apple Music. He has an EP and he has like another little compilation album that I really didn't bother listening right. to. But he, I give him props for having balls to make this his official actually put it up for sale and on iTunes and shit. I'll give him ball I give him I give him a, I give him props and respect for that. You know? And be and he's older now. He's like nineteen now. Right. And he said he's not in that mind frame now. But yeah. It, I give him props for that. It's, I guess this is like, uh, I guess this is like when the album of the year list has come out, this is more than anything going to be in probably the top 20, maybe top 30. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. It's something that's going to show up um, as far as those overall lists. It's definitely something that's going to show up on those sleeper lists. Oh, yeah. It's one, it's one of those albums that everybody should listen to right. at least once because it, it is a relatively short album. Yeah, so. it's, 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 a, it's an episode of a Moesha rebrand. Like, it's, it's wow. literally that. Episode of well, speaking of anniversary, I forgot to mention this yesterday. Well, Sunday was the anniversary of um, Martin, 25th anniversary. Martin, Martin, Martin. I know that was just random. Yeah, it's sad how that ended. Well, well, if he's had to keep his hands to himself, man. Yep, yeah, chose the other Martin, (laughs) Dwayne Martin, Dwayne. But, um, yeah, when it comes to that, when it comes to music, I guess that's pretty much all we can talk about that's today. That. And that's then to that. end on a very, very, oh, very yes. light note, this, <laughs> can I put them up on game? Because I feel like well. only people who will understand this is people from the Bay Area. Keep it, make it quick. Just give them a little summary of who this nigga is. All right, so back during the hyphy days, um, you had a cat uh, went by the name of Hustler. Hustle was a part of the mob figures, which With, included uh, the late uh, Jacka, AP9, Ryder, and uh, FedEx. And they was more into the mob music, but they still had hyphy aspects in the, in the tracks. And in 2007, uh, on uh, Trill TV 2, um, they dropped uh, Cutting It Up, which was him and B-Love. And everybody... Busby, you will attest, everybody was taking that footage just to rip the track from that scene, and everybody was blasting that song for a year. Yes. Every function, when they threw Cutting It Up, it was a party. Yep. Well. (laughs) Years later. uh, Years later. Hyphen Movement died. Ten years later, to be exact. um, I'm scrolling through Twitter. Minding my own business. And I see Hustler on stage performing Cutting It Up. But there's something very different about this performance. (laughs) Very, very different. Because usually when Hustler performed Cutting It Up, he's either got some pretty good looking women or he's got all his niggas around him. And it's a a party. Well, but uh, to my surprise, it looked like a little six year old in a do rag. (laughs) 
another one in a black shirt who looked like he came straight out of 2005. Like, his hyphy game and his steps were... The kid may be going into kindergarten, but he should be teaching. He's getting his PhD in hyphy right now. Yeah. And then there were two other kids who just looked lost. And I'm like, I'm like really confused at this point in what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. So for a good two or three days, because of the caption he put on uh, Snapchat and Instagram, it was said back to school. I thought one of the schools brought this nigga to the school to perform in a back to school event. And I could not. Stop oh man, y'all laughing. should know. I saw this shit and I literally kept scrolling. It was one of those moments like, no, I didn't see that. Because there's <laughs> I see shit on Twitter all the damn time. And I just keep scrolling. So I saw it, didn't even watch it. I kept Again, scrolling. The hashtag Busby don't bullshit is not only applied to Busby telling the truth. When Busby sees some bullshit. You will be hard pressed to get him to actually pay attention to said bullshit. Yes, I won't. Bull- I won't pay attention to it. I won't pay attention to it. I don't want to give it any entertainment. Like, look at the whole ass nigga in the office. I don't want to entertain that. So I just keep scrolling. Like, nope, 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 nope. Oh, North Korea shot a missile. Nope, nope, nope. Oh shit! But, mm, yeah, see, that's pretty much what it is. So. Mm-hmm. I'll just don't listen to it. So I saw it and I just ignored it. And hopefully it will just go away. It didn't go away because JC no. texts me. He's like, nigga, left my ass off. I, it, and this was not an expression. I was literally, my voice was cracking. I knew I what it was. Breathe. Too. You were dying laughing. You text me like, we need to talk about this, Aaron. Yeah, I was see, for like, those who don't know, I only I only call Busby Aaron when I'm pissed off, when I'm serious, or when I'm well, pretty much either one. Um, <laughs> in this case, I was serious, but I was hysterically laughing. And I so, was like, he was like, "Oh damn, you never call me Aaron unless it's fucking something important, right?" So, <laughs> and I was just, I was so taken back by it. Where I it told just, you, I told your ass, don't call me about this shit. Talk to Cleo, you and know? I called him. <laughs> what do you mean don't call you about this shit like, you don't talk one, about it you're the only one that knows what I'm going through right now like I can't turn to my LA friends and talk about this no, only one Cleo of them knows, knows who the hell I'm talking Cleo knows hustling she oh, knows Cleo's not an LA friend Cleo is pretty much my sister but we grew up in the Bay Area we exactly. just live here so in you should have called her about that she's shit she's not an LA friend <laughs> I can't talk to people in LA about this. This is something. This is something that Bay Area folk only know about. So, <laughs> shout out to my nigga Rossi from HBK. I hit him up. I hit my boy Jason up. Hit my boy Dak up. I hit a group of folks up and I tagged them in, on Facebook. And I was like, mm. "Yo, yeah, I can saw you it. believe this shit?" Yeah. And all of them went up and looked. They was like, "Gotta preserve the legends, man." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gotta preserve the legend. I mean, he, he didn't, and, uh, like, someone's commented and said that it wasn't a back-to-school event. It was, like, a sneaker yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. But my boy, at the uh, end of the my day. My boy Prince Soul, he came out and he was like, I guess there was some sneaker event that they were doing yeah. for the back-to-school drive or whatever. Yeah. But it just, it. <laughs> no, dog, jokes, the, jokes are the, better than facts. Dog, from the opening, the, from the time it started, and he started with the kicks in the air. Yeah. And it was then, bad. And then, old boy who was recording on the phone, it wasn't bad until you stopped paying attention to Hustler and mm-hmm. actually start listening and realize that he's the only one reciting the lyrics back. Oh, my God. Just like. The, <laughs> and again, the, these are like I wouldn't put any kid 
older than six on that stage. <laughs> and they're trying to bleep out the words. It's just not working. Yeah. Because when he doesn't say it, it's a pre-recorded track. So the track's still saying it. And then you got old boy who's recording it. And he doesn't understand that they're trying to bleep it out. So he's saying it. Oh, my God. Just- it was just it was one of those moments where when we do our 2017 review, uh, everybody's going to have to go back to episode 55 because I will be bringing this up. It was a moment <laughs> in time for in time that only Bay Area culture can appreciate. I swear to you, you will mm-hmm. only appreciate this if you're from the Bay. So yeah. if, you, if you don't get it and you're just like, what the fuck's these niggas talking about? I don't blame you because there's some shit that people be talking about. That's only a Houston thing, or only a New York thing. Like, ah, all right, I guess. This yeah. is a Bay Area thing. Yeah, and, that, even though it was a Bay Area thing, it was one big ass I fucking guess and kept on scrolling. Oh, yeah, it was that. And then I knew it was big when the Shade Room had it and they put it on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Man. If you on that shade, and see, if you if you know you made it, if you made it on that Barler Alert and Shade yeah. Room yeah. Um, um, feed, that billboard, yeah, you know yeah. your black ass made it. Yeah. So Hustler, you made it, bruh. I can't wait to see. I, I I'm wondering if he was at a a, a Sunday school in Richmond yesterday. <laughs> That's all I oh, can hope know. for. Like I hope somebody. Oh, I hope he I got knows, footage he of that. Knows that he case. went viral. He knows he went oh, he viral. Knows. He ain't. He's, he's he the one that posted it. Wow. That's even. Wow. Well. He posted on, it on his on his Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> Wow. Busby don't bullshit, man. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't when it comes to this shit. I'm like Huey Freeman of this shit. <laughs> you can all be reading a book right now. Y'all could be reading a book right now. But um, yeah, this is episode 55 of the Illogical Sense Podcast. Speaking for me, I'll, I'll be not bullshitting out here in the Bay. Yep. And I'll JC. be out here uh, entertaining that bullshit out in LA. Yep. And um, yeah, catch y'all later. Yep, and again, once again, we got to follow up. If you see anybody with hate in their heart, extend your hand out and make that shit look sexy and slap the fuck out of them. And fuck Jed York. Pace. Pace.